0: health naturally Dennis Stewart. We talk about herbs quite a lot we in, do. in your talks on uh, on this program so is there any particular herb that you'd like to single out that you've found to be most important over the years? Mm.
1: Oh Jane that, that's a big one that's a tough one but look to be fair I think um, I'd have to say that the well-known North American herb Echinacea commonly known as purple coneflower would have to be, in my experience, certainly the most popularly prescribed and recommended herb in my career. And I suspect that many other practitioners, naturopathic, medical or herbal, would say the same, that that herb, that remarkable remedy, we'll talk a little bit about it, is probably the most important. Um, And that's a big thing to say, but certainly it would be well up there as far as importance in managing many Conditions for which herbs are used.
0: Dennis Stewart, we've got some callers waiting, and they'll have some mm. great topics mm. to bring up. Mm. Just, just quickly before we get uh, get to our first caller, Elizabeth, uh, echinacea. Mm-hmm. You say is has you've found to be really important. Could you just mention okay. why you think it's so important?
1: Echinacea, in my opinion, is is probably the most important remedy that natural therapy practitioners would use in addressing what we refer to as chronic or recurring infections. Uh, In my younger days, I used to see a lot of children with uh, recurring episodes of tonsillitis. There is no better remedy that I have used in addressing that tendency and stopping the drift towards tonsillectomies than the herb echinacea. In conditions such as bronchiectasis, a chronic uh, infection of the respiratory system, without echinacea, it would be difficult to help a person Uh, build up natural resistance to that infection and to lessen their dependence on antibiotics. In the treatment of skin infections such as boils and carbuncles and even things like varicose ulcers, the use of echinacea as a natural immunostimulant antimicrobial natural remedy is paramount. So essentially wherever, wherever a medical herbalist or even a doctor these days using natural drugs for treating Appropriate diseases characterized by chronic or recurrent infection, echinacea inevitably plays an important part. And interestingly, a number of people from this university had a lot to do in establishing the reputation of echinacea, particularly here in the Newcastle and Central Coast region.
0: Mm, we might follow up on that Absolutely. a little bit later. Absolutely. And uh, going first to Elizabeth, who's rung in on 49216216, which is a number you can ring on to. She's rung in from West Wallsend. End. Elizabeth, hello.
2: Hi, how are you?
1: Hello, Elizabeth.
2: Hi, I um, have a question.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, regarding the glucosamine 1500, I take one a day Yes. mainly for my knees. Yes. But I received in the um, post a brochure. I don't know if I'm allowed to actually say the name of the company or not.
1: probably best if you don't.
2: Okay. Regarding curcumin, which is a drip... Curcumin. Uh, Sorry, an active ingredient in turmeric. Turmeric, that's correct. Now, they say that uh, with theirs, they have a mariva curcumin, which is clinically shown to reduce the levels of multitude of um, the nasty substances that cause painful inflammation. They say if it's absorbed twice as fast and 29 times more effective and gets to work faster than the ordinary supplement form because some of them are very poor by availability.
1: Okay, look, my comment on that would be that there is, in my opinion, a significant difference in the claims and actions made for glucosamine. And those those being made for various curcumin products. The use of glucosamine, in my opinion, is more appropriate to wear and tear conditions such as osteoarthritis and that's probably why you're using it uh, for your knees because I think there's sufficient evidence to suggest that it does have some uh, protective effect on cartilaginous damage and slows down at least, in my experience, the drift towards surgical procedures in conditions such as knee joint problems. But when you come to curcumin, the claims that are made for curcumin have more to do with anti-inflammatory effects. Uh, Curcumin is the isolate from the well-known herb turmeric. And and whilst it has numerous properties, let me emphasize numerous properties, and I'm a great fan of it, uh, the area where I use it most is in uh, helping people address inflammatory or painful conditions uh, where they're trying to retreat from a mainstream anti-inflammatory drugs some of which may be irritating them and I've found that it is useful in that area there there are numerous brands in the marketplace and they all are useful obviously there is a, a competition going as to who is the best, and I'm not going to enter into that. All, no. th- all that I would say is that label claims for any product, including curcumin, have to be in accordance with those permitted by the Therapeutic Goods Administration. I yeah. have no doubt the product that you're mentioning is a good product, and um, I would have no hesitation in recommending a trial on it if that is what you want to do. Well, uh,
2: just that there is... A One particular lady here from South Australia actually said that she had severe osteo in both hands, every finger. And then she started taking these tablets and she noticed a difference in about 10 days, but she's been on it now for
1: 12 months. Okay, Again, I see curcumin being more useful to, yeah. su- to subdue inflammatory conditions. Right. I see I see glucosamine being useful to slow down degenerative conditions. Right. So okay. I, I would interpret along those lines.
0: Okay. Thanks for your call very much, Elizabeth. And Craig, 49216216, that's the number Craig rang, and he's rung in from Woodbury.
1: Hello, Craig. Hello, Dennis. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Good,
0: thank you. Thank
1: you. Um, I've got some uh, sciatic nerve pain going down my left leg. Yes. Um, The the doctor sent me for a CT scan, and that showed that it's it's weight-related, which I I know. um, And he's got me on Lyrica um, at the moment, which doesn't seem to be doing much for me at all. Okay. And I was wondering if there was something that I could take to supplement and and help uh, control the pain. Well, there's a couple of little things that I can recommend a trial on. Unfortunately, they're not expensive, they're over-the-counter products, they're very safe, albeit, let me say, sciatica, in my opinion, is not an easy condition to treat, and your doctor is prescribed well by prescribing Lyrica. However, if you're not getting the result, uh, you could append to the Lyrica treatment or try it separately the following recommendations. Uh, One of the herbs called up in the very reliable text, the British Herbal Pharmacopeia, is a herb called devil's claw. Uh, Devil's claw is a South African um, herb um, made very popular, interestingly, uh, by German settlers when they went to southwest Africa many, many years ago, and so it's popularly called up in a lot of uh, uh, continental and particularly German herbals as a useful herb to address many muscular and skeletal conditions, but also sciatica. Now, it's easily accessed you'll be able to get it from a health food store or pharmacy. I'd certainly suggest that you try that. Uh, Secondly, what I'd also suggest you do is seek to exploit some of the potential benefit of a good quality curcumin product and make sure that in using curcumin, that it is reinforced by bromelain, which is a pineapple enzyme that usually comes in an encapsulated form. It in itself has a useful reputation in addressing inflammatory conditions, even of the sciatic nerve. So there are three little things to try. Uh, You might try them individually or collectively. They're all very safe. Um, i go over it again. Uh, Devil's claw, based on the recommendations of the British Herbal Pharmacopeia. Curcumin, based on the modern... Literature about its potential for inflammatory conditions and bromelain, which usually functions as a synergist, necessarily working with curcumin to bring about some of its potential benefits. Give that a go. Um, outside of that, outside of that, um, try a product called Stiff, Sore, and Surrey. I've got that. Which is used topically. Now, with that excellent product, what you have to do is keep using it because it will not kick in, in my experience, outside of about four to five days, and there's a very good reason for that. But once it starts to kick in, it should subdue some of the pain being generated from the sciatic site. So there's a bit of recommendation for you.
0: Health Naturally? for our sponsor, Dennis Stewart's New Lambton Herbal Medicine Centre, taking your calls on 49216216. And we're also getting in a few comments about echinacea along the way because it's such a remarkable herb. And uh, Christine has rung in from Charlestown, Dennis.
1: Hello, Christine.
0: Hello, Dennis. How are you? I'm
1: well. How are you?
0: Good, thank you. Good, good. Um, My query is
3: Mm. I have had or have got medically diagnosed IBS, yes, irritable bowel, bowel syndrome, mm-hmm. but I also take warfarin. Yes. Um, I know a lot of it is to do with anxiety, yes. etc. Yes. Um Is there anything I can take that is safe to take with warfarin?
1: Okay. Now, with your IBS, um, mm-hmm. what symptoms characterise your experience of IBS? Because you would know that IBS or irritable bowel syndrome is an umbrella mm-hmm. term that that's, you, right. that's used to embrace multiple symptoms that can mm-hmm. affect... Uh, yes. affect the bowel. So what uh, symptoms do you mainly experience with your IBS?
3: Alternating constipation and diarrhoea.
1: Okay. Now, mm-hmm. my interpretation of that condition is that it has a lot to do um, with the nervous system mm-hmm. that, that controls uh, the musculature, which in turn governs the functioning of the gastrointestinal tract and particularly the large bowel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I like the term irritability because it implies that the drift between constipation and diarrhea has a lot to do with the irritability of the gut nerves that um, they can be triggered off to to promote transit time or they can spasm and bring on constipation so your interpretation along the lines of seeing it as an anxiety-based condition in my opinion is is pretty close to the mark Um, so and I recognise you're on warfarin, so I will make a couple of recommendations. Now, Uh any of these recommendations, you should run past your GP. Um, Most GPs these days have a fairly fairly good grasp of complementary medicine, Uh and the things that I'm going to recommend, in my opinion, are most unlikely to interfere with your your warfarin readings. Uh, Uh The first thing that I would suggest you do is start to regularly use some slippery elm. Now yeah. the the reason for that being that slippery elm tends to normalize tends to normalize uh, transit time through the gut and tends to work both against constipational tendencies and diarrheic tendencies. Uh, in my opinion, the powder uh, is more useful than the capsule, but some people can't handle the powder, although in my yeah. opinion it's, it's okay. So capsules are quite okay um, in place of the the powder, but the equivalent of a teaspoonful of the powder daily is worthwhile trying, principle number one. The, yeah. the, the, the second thing is this, and this might sound rather simplistic, but um, my study of the herb chamomile, which immediately most people think of chamomile tea to be used to make you go to sleep. Well, I've never found it works like that. The Chamomile is best understood from the European perspective, and chamomile is presented, particularly in the literature of the famous uh, Dr. Rudolf Weiss, a medical practitioner and probably modern Europe's greatest exponent of herbal medicine. Uh, Chamomile is put forward there as having a regulatory effect on the gut, particularly in conditions of anxiety or stress or, or tension okay. where the gut is re- reacting accordingly. Now, fortunately, chamomile is readily available. It comes in encapsulated form. It can come uh, as an extract form. Possibly, in your case, taking it as a capsule would be a better start. And say, taking a capsule of chamomile okay. uh, a couple of times a day should have the effect of lessening the reactivity of your gut nerves to the stress and anxiety that seems to trigger it off, that's, that's principle true. number two. So there are two things that you can try that you can try, which in my opinion uh, should be able to give some relief. The other thing that I would mention is that in professional uh, medical herbalism, the herb that's mainly prescribed by practitioners, which a herb which is not readily available at the over-the-counter level, but a herb without which I would not be able to treat any abdominal symptoms is the American herb known as Dioscoria villosa, which is commonly known as wild yam. And it has remarkable sedative effects on many yeah. of the symptoms of that um, condition known as irritable bowel. I'm not aware of any of those remedies having any impact at all on your INR readings, but right. run it past your GP. Start yeah. perhaps with the, uh, with the slippery elm and with a good quality uh, chamomile capsule. See where that takes you. If yeah. you don't do well with that, it might pay to drift over to 39 Elmer Road and try the, the, the wild yam remedy.
0: Thank you very much. Okay. I will- OK, thank you for your call. And now, um, 49216216 for your calls coming in. Heather, I think. Heather from Arcadia Vale. Yes, it is. Good. Hello, Heather. Hello,
2: how are
1: you? I'm well, Heather. How are you? I'm good. Good.
2: good. I'm ringing up about my grandson. He's 20-year-old and he's got Ross River fever.
1: That's a nasty one, isn't it?
2: Oh, he's not good at all.
1: Oh, he's very fatigued?
2: Oh, yes, and he's going into depression and all that oh. now. Yeah,
1: yeah. How longs you been battling with it?
2: Oh, uh, about four or five months.
1: You see, what what many of these uh, viruses can do, Ross River fever, glandular fever, uh, cytomegalovirus, what they can do is leave behind them um, a long period of recovery that's usually characterised by fatigue, tiredness, uh, and also that fatigue and tiredness uh, can get people down, in inverted commas, and make them start to doubt themselves and think that there's no end. Uh, to, to their problems. Now, I don't know what he has tried from the natural medicine perspective.
2: Well, he went and got some when he first got it, but it made him really sick in the stomach.
1: And what, what did I he d- use? I don't know
2: what it was. My okay. daughter didn't tell me.
1: Okay. Uh, where does he live?
2: Um, um, Ellie Barna.
1: Ellie Barna. Look, the best thing to do is to go to the Warners Bay Health Food Store yeah. and get hold of some astragalus-8 tablets. And they would have literature... That they could give to you that would explain how we think it works, but in the area of post-viral um, uh, recovery, I'm not aware of anything that has done as well in my practice as the astragalus 8 formulation. And, and I we saw it. Astra. Just just write down A S T R A. Astra. Astra yeah. Eight with an eight beside it. Oh, okay. I would suggest if he hasn't tried that, he do so. Um, it sounds as though he hasn't tried it. In tablet form, it would be quite acceptable and it's unlikely to, to cause nausea or anything like that. It's popularly used and reasonably priced.
2: Well, at first they treated him for tonsillitis.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. Throat, all
2: down his throat burns and everything. Yes,
1: and... yeah. Well, of course, tonsils can be implicated in any assault on the immune system and this is an assault on the immune system and what he's experiencing is what we now refer to as the Post viral syndrome um, and using immunosupportive or immunostimulatory remedies, of which astragalus 8 is one, in my experience, is a useful way to curtail what can sometimes be a long term process of fatigue.
0: Health Naturally for our sponsor, Dennis Stewart's New Lambton Herbal Medicine Centre. And Dennis Stewart taking your calls on 49216216. And now we're going to. Sheridan, Sheridan, from Spears Point. Hello. Hi, how
3: are you going?
1: Hello, Sheridan.
3: Hi there. Um, I suffer from really bad psoriasis on yes. my scalp. Yes. And um, I've tried most of the products from the chemist, but I seem to build a tolerance to most of them.
1: Is it only on the scalp, is it? Yeah. You've got no, n- none on your elbows or your knees or anywhere like that?
3: No, just on my
1: scalp. Okay. And what products have you used, tar-based products up to this point, have you?
3: Yeah, uh, the cold hard based products. Um, okay. I've used the um, some of the oils, most the yeah. shampoos, the goat uh, goats milk as okay. well.
1: Now, have you used a concentrated tea tree shampoo? Yes. Okay, because usually, Absolutely. usually that preparation um, has some benefit. Um, what I would suggest you do, and you probably have to get this compounded. Where Where do you live?
3: At point.
1: Okay. I'm not sure whether there will be a compounding pharmacist around there, but a compounding mm-hmm. pharmacist may well be able to make you up a preparation that contains the fresh plant extract of the herb uh, chickweed. Okay. Now, chickweed has multiple uses and it's mainly used as an ointment uh, or a cream to put on both eczema, psoriasis, etc. But one mm-hmm. of my uh, graduates years ago, Robin Kirby, a lovely. A lady who became uh, first uh, woman president of the National Herbalist Association, she developed the topical use of chickweed for treating sculpt psoriasis. And it worked very, very well. Uh, You would have to get it uh, put together for you by a compounding pharmacist. Just mention that it's the herb chickweed. Mm -hmm. And it also incorporates a small amount, a small amount of uh, either pine tar or coal tar. But let me emphasize, it is the chickweed component, which made Robin's preparation famous. Uh, It's not a popular uh, way of using the herb chickweed. And if you have difficulty uh, getting hold of it, uh, get back to me at my rooms on 49562321. And I will have my pharmacist uh, in Sydney that manufactures a lot of my products put it together for you but try your local compounding pharmacy first, a topical application including the fresh plant tincture or extract of chickweed with a small amount of pine tar or coal tar.
3: Okay, thank you very much.
1: Thank you.
0: And 49216216, just to remind you about the number, and uh, Betty on the phone from Wallsend. Hello.
1: Hi, how are you? Hello, Betty.
3: Hello, Dennis. Um, Warts. Yes. Now, I'm... Almost 81. Yes. Um, I have those brown barnacle things Yes, on my back. It didn't worry me, but now everything's coming out in the chest. Yes. And very obvious and rather embarrassing. Yes. Plus the warts. Is uh, there anything I can use? I've used so many...
1: I know. It's, it, look, it's, <laughs> it, it's it's a tough one, and um, I'm not going to, to say anything other than, look, try something. Um, I make no claims of fame in this area because there are so many different Forms of warts, and as you and I get older, we tend to accumulate a lot of excrescences on the skin <laughs> that, that don't do us much good. But ha- have you used a topical application of thuya? No. Okay. Well, in in herbal medicine, and if you are good on the computer, you can Google this up. If you Google up topical use of thuya, T H U J A.
3: Sorry,
1: T H. T H U J A. If you U-J-A. if you Google that up you'll find that that herb has a history of benefit in addressing warts per se. It's not difficult to get hold of. Um, if you have difficulty getting hold of it, we stock it at our rooms at 39 Alma Road, New Lambton, but try your own. I do you? Own, it? Try, oh, do you? Well, okay, well, I know there's some on the shelf there. Um, it's the one that I'd start with first up, uh, right. and I make no great uh, boasts about being able to, to, to resolve it, but it has helped a number of people who have battled various forms of warts.
3: Great. Thank you very much, Janet. It's a pleasure.
1: Thank you.
0: And good luck with that. Well, perhaps a moment to talk about the wonderful echinacea. Oh, wow. (laughs) We got a bit
1: off the track there, didn't we? Oh, uh,
0: yes. We do have Sue waiting to ask a question too, but yes. I'll I'll
1: just say something that might fascinate the listeners about echinacea. Um, Echinacea, as I've said, has been popularly used by... Herbless in the Western tradition for well over 150 years, an American herb, but interestingly, the Germans uh, made the reputation for the herb. The Germans are great as far as their use of, of herbs in, in in pharmaceuticals and med- medications. So they produced modern preparations of echinacea on what was called echinacea purpurea, which was not the one that the Americans used. The Americans used echinacea angustifolia. Now. Um, And they developed some very good literature. Now, Professor um, Cliff Elliott, who was a professor of physics at this university, I suspect probably the foundation professor of physics, when Cliff retired, he bought a little farm with his wife, Dean Irie, in Peach Orchard Road, Arimba. And Cliff... Uh, sought me out, delightful man, uh, and he studied under me. And more interestingly, being a New Zealander, he had green fingers and his wife had green fingers, and he became, as far as I'm aware, the first person in this country under my guidance to grow Echinacea purpurea on his property in Peach Orchard Road, Arimba, and we regularly ran seminars for growers who came and saw Cliff's excellence in growing the herb and we actually, he and I, developed a product based on it. Unfortunately, Cliff has, um, has passed on, and so has Nairi. But with reference to echinacea, he had a great deal to do with it, right, coming from physics to the growing of the herb, peach orchard rimba, and the modern use of echinacea purpurea in Australia, in my opinion, has a lot to do with what Cliff did based on our discussions of the German use of the herb.
0: Ah, we're an area, aren't we? A region we certainly make our presence felt. Well done, Tim. Health Naturally for our sponsor, Dennis Stewart's New Lambton Herbal Medicine Centre, and helping you feel good. Um, We will just, just... Check the weather quickly because that might make you feel good as well. For our sponsor, Snap Freeze Your Day, Air Conditioning Service Specialist, mostly sunny for the rest of the day and 24 degrees for uh, Kahaiba. And uh, right now, we'll go to Sue's call. Sue's rung in from Hamilton. Hello, Sue. Question for Dennis. Uh, hello, look, I'm just calling. I've been listening
3: to your radio. Hello, Dennis. Hello, Sue. My husband suffered from psoriasis in the scalp as well, just like your previous caller. Yes. And um, we found that the Neutrogena T2 shampoo and conditioner, readily available from supermarkets and uh, pharmacists, has worked wonders for him. And I'm hoping that that will help your caller that just rang a little while ago and hope that will be successful for us.
1: Could you repeat that slowly so that listeners can hear you?
3: Okay. It's the Neutrogena t two shampoo and conditioner
1: well done. we appreciate your call because not a problem. You would appreciate that um, psoriasis is a difficult condition to treat, and what works for one may not work for another, but if you 've found that useful i 'm sure there are many listeners out there who would be grateful uh, for that advice, and I thank you so much for ringing back..
3: That's all right. It's my pleasure. We found it very difficult to treat it ourselves until somebody told us about this product and my husband hasn't looked back and that's all he's been using for years now and it's it's, it's worked for him and I hope it works for your other listeners as well.
1: Thank
0: you so much. Thank you, Sue. And Don from Annabay. Hello. G'day. How
1: are you today? Hello, Don. Good
3: afternoon. Thanks for your time.
1: Pleasure. How can help in-
3: you? I was picking up in regards to uh, Ross River fever. I heard you mention that um, earlier to a lady. Oh yes.
1: Uh,
3: and that was uh, in regards to Astra was um, eight. Wasn't yes, it? yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm I'm just wondering why the uh, actually the health profession don't do an automatic test when people have those sort of symptoms. Because we, my daughter both and and I both got it. I got it after she got it. Yes. Um, and if it's prevalent in an area, is there any reason why they don't actually um, test for it? Because there must be a lot of misdiagnosis for those sort of things.
1: Um, I can't comment on on the misdiagnosis. That is, is something that's obviously in the medical comment area. All I can say is that um, Western medicine is locked into a particular interpretation of health and well-being, which is very much based um, on pathology and and science and that's great. We we all depend on that. But there is still uh, problems uh, a- accepting some of the traditional uh, medications, which are based, if you like, on a a different premise. Frequently, the the concept of vitality, in inverted commas, used to be a very popular uh, thing years ago in medicine, even mainstream medicine. But to talk about improving vitality within the mainstream today is is difficult for a medico because it's difficult to define in the terms that are used within mainstream medicine. But within traditional medicine, the term vitality brings with it all the understandings of well-being, of overcoming fatigue, of resistance to infection. And so in our profession, um, we're more interested, not more interested but equally interested in the subjective experience of the patient, particularly as far as energy levels are concerned, and there we draw on a bracket of traditional remedies that have traditionally been called up for promoting what we call vitality, in inverted commas, and the Astragalus 8 formula would tend to fit that definition. So uh, I can understand why there is some hesitation from the mainstream in embracing a lot of traditional medications, because Our profession is based, as I've said, a lot on traditional concepts, some of which are not acceptable to the mainstream or um, the mainstream has difficulty in embracing them. But at the end of the day, it's what delivers the goods that counts. And I have found that with reference to Astragalus 8, in most of these viral-based conditions, it has proven an excellent recovery remedy.
0: And one of, I suppose, Ross mm. River, we tend to think of it as being a long way away. Sure, sure. I'm wondering whether the incidence has actually increased in the last few years. Now it's
1: interesting you should say that because I would, in the last month or so, have seen in my rooms, in various locations, at least half a dozen people, local people, that have been diagnosed with Ross River. So there could well be something happening there that that chap
0: was hinting at. Yes, mm. an increase there. And uh, 49216, Vicky, two six, in fact, two of those. <laughs> Vicky is rung in from Maitland with a question for Dennis. Hello, Vicky. Hello. Hi, Dennis.
1: Hello, Vicky.
2: Dennis, I heard you say earlier about um, your related echinacea for use with bronchiectasis. Yes,
1: yes. My
2: husband was diagnosed two years ago after 10 years of going through testing and not knowing what was wrong with yes. him. Yes, yes. And he's only 47 and he has this terrible ongoing cough.
1: Yes. It just
2: doesn't seem to stop. And sometimes it seems like his lungs are going to fall
1: out. And there's a lot of purulent mucus that he's bringing up as well?
2: Um, Sometimes, yeah, there is.
1: And and periodically his GP would prescribe antibiotics? Yes, Okay. Look, um, I can understand the medical management and it's good management, particularly when the infection is active. But uh, in our system, uh, bronchiectasis is, is treated from the perspective of trying to improve the health of the respiratory system, and also to boost the patient's natural anti-infection uh, mechanisms. And this is where echinacea has become an invaluable component, usually in a liquid medication prescribed in a combination with a European herb called inula, I-N-U-L-A. Inula and echinacea form the duo that is most popularly prescribed by Western herbal medicine-trained practitioners to treat a chronic respiratory condition, not in competition with the antibiotic, but rather to seek to improve uh, the health of the patient, the natural resistance of the patient by supporting his immune system and also promoting healthy drainage of mucus from the respiratory tract. So um, echinacea is easy to obtain in, in the liquid form with inula. It's probably a better way to use it. Uh, but on its own, in my opinion, it has the potential to to help him. Um, as, right. fa- as far as the cough is concerned, um, this might sound a little bit left field here, but um, don't overlook don't overlook um, the manuka honey. Now, right. yes, Ma- yes. Ma- manuka honey has some very significant antimicrobial properties, and makes it very very suitable for infections and particularly lung infections so uh, I would suggest that with his bronchiectasis as well as thinking of using echinacea in any form ongoingly um, and he needs to use it ongoingly as a means of trying to stop or lessen these infections he should start to use uh, manuka honey regularly and uh, garlic preparations whilst they're not that popular um Garlic is a remarkable antiseptic remedy for the respiratory system. Remarkable. Remarkable. And and if he can get a a full-blown garlic preparation which comes with an odour and all, um, in my opinion, um, that's the best way of using garlic. I know that's controversial. But garlic pearls from your health food store used in conjunction with echinacea and a bit of manuka honey, um, I'd be surprised if that didn't do him some good and none of those things are expensive.
0: Well, that sounds like a good sort of remedy. One last call for Health Naturally today. Rodney's rung in from Charlestown. Psoriasis, Rodney.
1: Hello, Rodney. Yes.
3: Good afternoon, Dennis. How are you?
1: I'm uh, Well, indeed.
3: Good, good. I always enjoy your program immensely, I must say. Thank you. Thank you. Um, look, I, I, I was diagnosed as a diabetic uh, with cardiovascular disease about three years ago. Yes. And I've been struggling with this damn psoriasis yes. that day.
1: Yes. Unfortunately
3: I, I, I'm in the field every day wearing unfortunately a black shirt, yes. which it tends to sort of be a real pain. Yes. Um I, I did I've tried most of the, the common line ones recommended by my doctor and the rest of it. Yes. But um a friend of mine got some I think it was like a paste from your yes. um
1: yes, that would be, rooms at Lambton. Yes. That would be And I was just that would be what's called the GA compound cream, right? Now, okay. what I will do, if you hang on, the producer yes, the producer will take your name and address, and my okay, m- and my rooms on Monday will send you some GA Hi. compound to try on your psoriasis and it will be Thank sent. You. It will be sent as a gift, and see Thank how you go you so with much. it. See how you go Thank with you it. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you so much. Dennis. Pleasure.
0: And we're getting close to the end of health naturally, but. Um, uh, well, I don't know. Yes. Uh, sorry, <laughs> I don't know. What don't I know? There's lots I don't know. <laughs> We've uh, just got uh, a minute or so to, if mm. you'd like to wrap up, Echinacea. Yeah, well, look,
1: I think we'd wrap it up by saying that Western herbal medicine, as opposed to, say, um, Chinese herbal medicine or Middle Eastern herbal medicine, Western herbal medicine is very much based on American herbs, paradoxically. Uh, all sorts of historical reasons, uh, but essentially, the backbone of Western herbal medicine practice is structured round a large percentage of American herbs, without which we would not have uh, developed our reputation and without which we would not be able to to practice. At the top of that list, let me say, at the top of that list would have to go the North American herb Echinacea, which comes in th- three species, Echinacea angustifolia, Echinacea pallida and Echinacea purpurea. They all share similar characteristics And my final comment would be that it's a useful remedy to think about for people who suffer recurrent chronic infections as a means of trying to build up their natural immunity.
0: Fantastic. Thank you, Dennis Stewart. And if you'd like to hear this program again, you can catch it on podcasts through our website, 2NURFM.